0: hey what's going on everybody this is your boy anthony aka poetic genius aka blue mountain aka blue steel aka red hat aka mr money man aka investments for you and me and you're tuning in now to the rise above podcast those are just the sweet soulful sounds of my man willie hutch aka baby don't do it aka oh baby stop 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 yeah and today's broadcast is gonna be a special one i'm going be talking to you guys about investments and finances for us as young adults and as urban African Americans. I feel led to uh, discuss these topics with you guys because of my past experiences, my past I've burned through so much money and so much time and learned a little bit about investments as well as in school. Where we learn little to nothing when it comes to economics, and I feel that is a and I feel that, that that's a um a financial issue, meaning people that are in low income houses get taught less about finances, versus those that are in high income brackets get taught more, and I feel that as that as a community. We need to step up our plate and learn much more about finances and investments, mutual funds, IRAs, cryptocurrency, which is new now, and so much more. So I'll be interviewing Mr. Frederick Towels of Towels Talk Radio up next, the next episode, next clip, whatever you want to call it. And we're just going to do the dance, do the doggone thing. That's right. Black Dynamite and Mr. Money Man himself, Frederick Towles. Stay tuned. Be right back.
1: Hello, brother Frederick. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing, sir? How are you? This is Anthony. Um. Hey, how's everything going? Good, good, good. Thank you for calling, man. Uh, it's it's an honor and a privilege to uh, finally speak with you. Uh, I did a little intro before we before i call to tell people a little bit about you, who you are. Um, to the listeners out there, this is Mr. No, sorry. This is the Frederick Tiles of Towns Talk it's Radio. It's The Frederick Tiles of Towns Talk Radio. Hey, shut up. Go No, go ahead. I'm listening. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's just a wonderful man. Um, I've been following this brother for a while. He, he teaches great about investments and financing, and, as well as cryptocurrency. And uh, I just followed his lead on actually getting this Anchor uh, uh, FM broadcast started. So I'd like to thank you once again for putting me on to this, and thank you for teaching me a bit about finances. And uh, just it's as, 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 as an honor. Well, thank you.
2: Definitely appreciate it. an honor to be a part of this a wonderful broadcast. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, so, um, so tell me a little bit about more of, of what you do in terms of your financial background, investment backgrounds, and such. Let the viewers know a little bit more about you. Well, as you said, my name is Frederick Towles. I
2: am <clears throat> I'm an accountant and an entrepreneur. Um I'm an e I'm a, a runner, a firm in Long Island, New York, known as the Taos Group, Inc. We're a boutique accounting firm. We specialize in taxation uh, for individuals, for businesses, for nonprofit organizations, as well as accounting, uh, business management, and business consulting. So we basically say if you want to birth a business or if you want to take your business to the next level, we are the company to do that for you, no matter where you're located in
1: the United States. That's that's great. That is awesome, and I don't even know you're in Long Island. This is great. This is great. So I will yes, be sir. visiting your offices soon enough. <laughs> so this okay sounds great. good. That's great. <laughs> I, I'm right over here in Long Island City, in Queens. So oh, very so nice. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that. See, this is this is, this is funny. We've been on Facebook friends for so long, we didn't even know. So yeah, no, this, this is a small <laughs> world. Yes, yes, I'll definitely True. be visiting soon. Um, okay, sounds good. So, what got you into investing in money management, and 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 helping business and nonprofit organizations? Like, what inspired you to be the person you are today? I, I think a lot of that
2: goes to um, two things. One, heritage, and and two, direction in high school. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll tackle the first one. Heritage. My On both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side, uh, they have uh, several entrepreneurs on both sides of the fence. Uh, so mm. that time, I believe that helped spur me. Although my mom and dad didn't, you know, Alert me or or train me regarding starting a business. I think that was part of the DNA, and then okay. on the second on the other side would be um, direction in high school. So the high school I went to, Jamaica High School in in Queens, New York.
1: Right. That's um, so small world. I'm sorry, you went to Jamaica High School, and I went to August Martin.
2: Ah oh, Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually grew up in a neighborhood that surrounds August Martin High School, which is interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's wild.
1: wow. So wow. That's so in the in high
2: school, in Jam- no, in Jamaica High School, they had something called the Finance Academy, um, gotcha. and in that academy, we were uh, we were um, exposed to marketing, we were exposed to finance, we were exposed to accounting, and several other topics as they relate to business of that day. I found an affinity for that and in particular accounting uh, and that's what I pursued. Now of course accounting is the same everywhere and I like to tell people um, accounting is taught the same at the community college level and it's taught the same at the Harvard level as well. Accounting is accounting. So in order to uh, brand myself and brand my company differently than everyone else, then we began to get into other areas, areas of investment, areas of the business consulting, helping Got people it. take their idea and make it a legitimate business or taking a legitimate business and expanding on it so they can reach more people.
1: Ah, uh, understand. That's great. That's great. And And, and coming from a person who... On the opposite side of the fence, because me growing up, you know, and um, in my high school, well, I went to several Different high schools. So I was a troubled youth, but um, okay. I went from August Martin, and then back to and back, and then I went from August Martin to two suspension schools, and then back to my zone school, which is Long Island High School. And we weren't really taught finances and economics, like you know, the program that you had. We didn't have that in high school. We was only taught right. basic. Basic level economics, like basic about stocks, and that's it. And learning how to save some money, but not really learning how to save money and having that money accumulate to work for you, to better off you. We didn't learn about IRAs and retirement funds and none of that stuff. So we were taught at the bare minimum. And that's what I feel personally is wrong right now with with with, with today's youth, as well as youth from when I was growing up. We, we, we're taught. Very little to no schooling of economics and finance reform, and that's why we see so many people in around my age in the late twenties and early twenties that are just living to be broke. basically what I'm saying. you know they pride themselves off of buying a, a Gucci belt or buying the latest jordans but they but that but they don't realize or even know that that same amount of money that they buy for a Gucci belt or a pair of Jordans. They could buy a stock in Nike, or they could buy a stock in Louis Vuitton, you know, and let true. that money accumulate for themselves.
2: True. Very true.
1: And that's the reason why yeah. I I decided to have you know the Rise Above movement because the Rise Above movement is an umbrella of several entities, and one of the entities is is, is Rise Above Poverty, and um, hmm. that's the main focus right now, because I feel like I said we need to be more educated and ourselves, as well as helping each other. Because, as you already know, circulation without with money goes out in a half an hour the most. Hmm. That same dollar circulation in a Jewish community is wrapped around 360 If you do it in the Asian it's community, a little, a little bit less. If you do it in the Indian community, a little bit less. We're at the bottom totem pole. And I feel it is great right. to what we see, what we don't know, and what we can't afford to listen to. Nowadays, there's access to everything through social media, through Internet, and we're able to learn how to fish. But the problem is we've been so stuck in that mindset of receiving the fish to the point that we don't want the fish. The fish. We don't want to learn how to fish. We'd rather just have the fish. And this is a prime example because I, yesterday I um went to um I went to um Newark, New Jersey. Okay. And uh I was handing out flyers, doc- documentation. I created a whole documentation on how to okay. save money for your kids and teens. Seven-page document. Okay. I used some 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 resources from from online, basically how what is okay. checking account, savings account, and I had hundreds of copies. Everybody took one, but I can tell okay. within their eyes and how they approached me, people who really wanted it versus people who didn't want it. Most were there okay. just to get a ticket from me so they can get free food. Others were interested in reading it, but they didn't really want to apply it. And others were, just didn't care, like some youth. I gave it to some youth, and next two minutes later, a person came come back to me with documentation, it's been in the dirt, it's been stomped on, and everything. Mm. Mm. And I That's expected, unfortunate. It, it, it's unfortunate, but see, I expected that because it, it was a prime example of how we don't care for each other and how we don't want to learn about anything. We're so focused learning on the lyrics to the next mumble rapper but we're not so focused on learning how to create dividends and how to differentiate savings versus in long-term investments
2: makes sense yeah absolutely so
1: correct yeah that's why i'm so gun ho on this because i understand not a lot of people don't want our help but some do and i feel that i'd rather educate the masses so that they know, and some will, apl- some will apply and some won't, versus educate the masses. No, sorry, versus not educate the masses, and they're still walking zombies, still living off of government assistance. There's nothing wrong with that. I believe in, in a stepping stone. But if you've been here as an adult, I can't say for, you, for a child and, a, and a, a youth, but as a full-grown adult, able to work, able-bodied everything by default. If you're living off of welfare for twenty plus years by choice, then that's a problem. That's a poverty mindset. Especially, but it's only a yeah. But it's
2: only it's it's only a problem if it is recognized as a problem. If it's Mm. never recognized as a problem, then Mm. it is the cure. And I think in many of Mm -hmm. our communities. What has happened is our we've we've, per, we've prescribed cures, and they're actually the problem, right? So here, here's what I mean, and you alluded to it already. We, in some of our communities, we see um, social programs as mm-hmm. the answer or the means to an end. And we mm-hmm. don't see that as a problem, especially if we mm. can do better. We see mm. fashion uh, spending money, and it's nothing wrong with looking nice. it's nothing wrong. No, with not that. at all. Um, but we we see uh, high price items that will cause us to have a different identity or increase our self esteem. We see mm. that as the cure. And we don't yeah. see that as the problem.
0: And, you know, yeah. and
2: from a financial point of view, the, the, I, the idea is is that um, and that's, and this is what we do on the financial side, we resolve financial problems, and the majority of financial problems reside mm-hmm. not in a pocketbook, but they reside mm-hmm. in, as you said earlier, they reside in the mentality. Yeah, and, and that's something that we, we try to change. By doing what we do
1: mm, mm. that's good that's that's great that's that's great see, I knew this 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 interview was going to be a banger. this is already a banger this is already an, enough information for me but um let's let let's let let's let's dive a little bit into um what we know. I'm asking more of you because you're you, you're more experienced than I am We're diving more into a little bit about investments short term long term gains cryptocurrencies and such like that. So um, since you've been in the game a long, much longer than I have and have more knowledge of, you know, than, than I do, because I'm just a kindergartner at this, you know, you're collegiate standard good. So that's the reason why I'm asking you. So um, in terms of a person that has little to no money, right. where could they start?
2: Here's what here's what I say about that. How do you build a wall? And the, and the answer to that, brick by brick. So you take one brick, and you lay it on top of another brick with something in the mm-hmm. middle to hold it together, and you mm-hmm. continue to do that. So here, here here's the idea. When people say, I don't have enough money to invest, I ask them, how much do you think you need to invest? Because... Mm. If you're looking to win big, then you have to play big. But if you can't mm. play big, you have to play small until mm. you develop enough chips that you can play big. Mm. That that's, that's the idea. It's, it's not to say I don't have enough money to invest, so I won't. It's to say I don't have what I want, but with little mm. I have, let me invest that. And allow, let me allow the in, my investment to begin to build. And over time, if I do something consistently, mm-hmm. I'm going to get better. My the pot is going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. If it's a muscle, the muscle is going to get stronger. So where do I where yeah. would I start? The first investment I would say is a free investment, and most people don't take it for most people take it for granted. The first investment is to invest in yourself. Start reading mm. financial books. Mm. Mm.
1: There,
2: there are a number of books online that are free. There, you have something called a local library that you can mm-hmm. get resources and read for free. Do you local have library? Authors. Oh my
1: goodness, kids and people nowadays have never heard of a local library. <laughs> you have, you have, you have
2: um, authors that write financial fin technical, about technical financial aspects simply in a simple manner that's an easy read. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a number of books on financial matters that can help people, help people Mm -hmm. in debt, help people uh, in regards to leadership, in regards to financial accountability, that are very complex terms broken down into simple bite-sized pieces so -hmm. that anyone can consume it and learn. That's the first place to invest. That's good right? That's the first okay. place to invest. And then after, once you begin to make those deposits into yourself or those investments into yourself, what begins to happen over time, you will, uh, your mindset will change and you'll begin to recognize opportunity. I'm going mm-hmm. to tell you my, my, my first business venture, my first and second business ventures, and they don't sound like a lot, but these were my first and second business ventures. They started okay. at the age of around 11 or 12, right? Wow. And here, here, here's what it was. It wasn't anything complicated. I saw an opportunity. A few friends of ours, of mine, saw opportunity, and we went out and took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. We live in New York City. Mm-hmm. From December, at least when I was a kid, from December to February, it snowed almost every weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd get out and shovel everyone's yard and charge the marine. And then in the summer, hmm. in the spring and summer, what we would do is people had weeds that would grow through the cracks in the concrete of their homes, and they didn't hmm. like it. This before la- landscapes became as popular as they are now in New York City. Hmm. Um, at the age of eleven and twelve, we would say we would say to a, ring ring someone's doorbell and say. Do you want the weeds pulled out of your, your, your driveway or your sidewalk? And somebody mm. would say, you know, yes. And we would go and pull up the weeds so their yard could look nice. Mm. Did that cost us anything? No. We didn't have, there was no capital investment because there was no equipment necessary, right? Mm. So our, we used our hands. So 100% of the profit came to us because there were no expenses. That's a
1: wholesale profit.
2: Exactly. And I, and this wow. is what I'm talking about, about investments. There are small things that could be done. Did we make a whole lot of money? Of course not. But at 11 or 12, listen, at 11 or 12 in the neighborhood that I grew up in, to make the money we made legally was, was awesome. Mm. Obviously, there were kids our age that were making more money, but they were doing something that wasn't legal. But exactly. for us to do that, that was awesome.
1: Wow. That's, so wow. those
2: those are the two places I would start. I would start by reading financial books and things on financial matters. And like I said, over time your mentality changes, your mindset changes,
1: yeah. and you'll yeah. be able
2: to recognize opportunity.
1: Good. That's awesome. That's awesome. That that that's 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 awesome. Because I used to do the same thing too. I used to go to my aunt's house in Jamaica. I used to do some gardening for her every other Saturday. Pull some weeds out. Flower the plants uh rake the rake the leaves in the autumn, rake the snow in the winter, I used to do all that too, so i I, I remember those days, God bless us soul, but like, yeah, I used to do that that's exactly I used to do exactly that and save my money that's good all right, so now that okay so now we 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 went to the library, we got knowledge, we got a little bit of money, so we have some capital now. Where can we go from there? Many people ask me every day because I, um, I'm on my, on my Instagram page. They um, ask me about questions about finances all of a sudden because I posted up some of my results and cryptocurrency and some of my results and, 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 and other investments as well as giving them investment tips and advice. So they're asking me, hey, how, can, hey can you put me on? Hey, how do you do this? Hey, how do you do that? And then I would ask them, all right, what are your goals? Is it short-term or is it long-term? And they said, oh, I don't know. I just want to invest to accumulate money in the end. I'm like, okay, we, you have to start somewhere. So Correct. depending on the investment, depending on what you're doing, is it short-term gains, long-term gains? You're trying to get a profit now, you're going to get a profit later. Is it for retirement? Is it for marriage? You know, what are these entities for? And that's how you right. have to really break it down. So, in a short definition, what can you what's the difference between short-term goals and long-term goals and investments? Well, I
2: would consider anything short-term, but to be a year or less. Then you have yeah. mid-range goals, which go from a year to about five years, and mm-hmm. in most cases, depending on your age. That mid-range goal would go from one year to five years or one year to ten, and then mm. your long-term goal would be anything over ten. Um, okay. In regards to investment, listen, the best investor in the world is Warren Buffett. And yeah. one of the things, one of the principles he has when it comes to stock is something that I do, um, mm. and his thing is you do all of your research up front mm-hmm. on a particular stock. Right, mm-hmm. a particular stock. You do all your investment up front, so that when you get ready to buy the stock, you can hold it. You can buy it and forget about it for about a year. You don't watch mm. it every day. You don't. Okay. It's, you'll drive yourself crazy watching it every day. Same thing Got with it. cryptocurrency. It's the same. It's the same concept, right? Okay. It's when think about think about it like an, uh, an agriculturist. When a farmer or agriculturist drops a seed in the ground, right, they've done all of their homework, which means they've tested the soil, they've found the position where they want the seed to go, they've planted Mm -hmm. the seed, they've fertilized it, and they've watered it, and then if they continue to do those processes, they don't check it every day to see if it's going to grow. Because that seed is going to do a lot more under... It's gonna have a lot more unseen activity, right? Even though above ground it doesn't look like it's growing, in 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 regards to the seed, it's doing a lot of work underground wow, before it I even sprouts think that. up. Mhm. That's wow. And and that's the now does the does the entire stock market do that? Obviously, it doesn't. But that's why you do your homework. You do yeah. your homework in regards to the company, the stability of the company, how how, how the company has been doing, what is the company's competitors doing, right? Mm-hmm. Netflix when it first when Netflix first uh became known, Netflix seemed like an idea mm-hmm. that would not work. And why mm-hmm. is that? Because at the time Netflix would be it was a service where you would actually they would send you the the dvd and you'd have to mail it back to them it didn't seem like it would work and not so much of the process but because there was something called blockbuster at the time the idea yep. of netflix didn't seem like it would work and when they went public i remember a lot of the wall street guys said that this would never work
1: but if mm. you look now
2: netflix netflix stock is very high and yes. blockbuster no longer exists. Yep. Yep. So the, the 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 idea is you gotta do your homework. Will you will you always be right? No. We're not we're human, so we're never gonna be a hundred percent accurate. But if you, you do your homework, you increase your chances of being profitable.
1: And I have an example of that because on the flip side, in the crypto world I was told about Bitcoin back in 2013, 14. So, right. if you if you knew, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know where I'm coming from. You know where I'm about to lead. Yep.
2: Right? <laughs> I know Exactly. What
1: if 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 you were to
2: get into Bitcoin in 2013, when it was less than three hundred dollars uh, for Bitcoin, you'd be profiting roughly three thousand percent right now.
1: I got one of, more. If 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 I had known about it back in two thousand nine when it was only a cent,
2: <laughs>
1: I wonder who the person was that bought ten thousand bitcoins back in two thousand nine and was smart enough to hold it until now. Smart. They don't have that, to. They don't whoever, have to work no more.
2: Whoever that person was was a smart. Would it, would be a smart individual. Bitcoin is, um, over four thousand. Bitcoin is over 4000 dollars a coin right now.
1: Yep. That's 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 true. right. 4000. Uh last week. That's right. And, and, and I was shocked because when the fork, when they were talking about the fork in Bitcoin, that was going to happen July 31st, I'm like it's it's, it's going to drop. It's going to drop and now it'd be a good time right. to buy it once it drops.
2: Correct. And but, and, and well, once the fork
1: portion passed, it shot up. I'm mean, like, shut up. Almost I'm overnight. like, what? Yeah. I went overnight. i a full bull run overnight. And I was, I went to bed. I went to bed at, and it went, it was at 335, 3,500 something around that area. I get up. Right. I check it the next day during lunchtime at work,
2: 4,031,
1: what? <laughs> I was flipping tables in my mind. I'm like, what the heck is this? Got gotcha. you. And people, gotcha. and people, and people didn't believe in Bitcoin back then either. Now, and many people still don't.
2: Many, many and people yet, still don't. If that's you read, scary. If, if you read a lot of the Wall Street speculation, I mean, the Wall Street reports, there's still speculation on the value of Bitcoin and any other cryptocurrency. But that's scary. Um, The proof is actually in the pudding. When you see increases of 15 to 20 percent upticks in a day Mm -hmm. consistently over periods of time, I mean, there was a six-month clip that Bitcoin had risen. um, I think it was like 48 percent in six months. There are typically no stocks on the market that have that level of profitability.
1: Not, not anymore. Um, not anymore. No, not anymore. And 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 now, they got Bitcoin ATMs, where you can scan your yes. QR code, and you can get the money out. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. So, but, but, it's crazy. The, the the
2: cryptocurrencies will probably um, what Bitcoin has done. Bitcoin has basically, is to currency, now what the U.S. dollar was to currency back in the eighteen hundreds.
1: Mm. It's, the,
2: it's the same type of revolutionary thing that's going on with Bitcoin right
1: now. Yes,
2: yes. the same kind of thing. It's the the we, same kind of, in the beginning, it wouldn't work. It's not going to happen. There's no way this was going to happen. And then mm. all of a sudden, the U.S. dollar became the world standard in regards to currency. Bitcoin is mm. doing that right
1: now. And what I love so much about Bitcoin and, and, and other altcoins is that it gives... It gives the 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 freedom back to us. Like we don't have to be regulated anymore. We don't have to go to a bank to 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 get certain things. Like we have the freedom to accumulate as much as we want. We have the we have right. the freedom to trade as much as we want to. And now for we have the freedom to send stuff overseas with with, with little to no cost. For now. For now. for now bitcoin now. bitcoin
2: at some point will have to be regulated somehow i'm not sure how mm-hmm. that's going to happen but at mm-hmm. some point it will have to be regulated mhm mhm um because now, when, cur- yeah. when cur- I'm sorry that, that, when, cur- yeah. right. when currency actually gets poured into the market like that and mm-hmm. people begin to make money there has to be some regulation placed on it Because if there's Mm. no regulation placed on it, then those that uh, profit from it can hide Mm. the profits and not be taxed efficiently on it.
1: So it has to be regulated Mm. at some point. Taxes. I I don't like them. But, you know, that's what it is. So I know to some (laughs) listeners that that are going to listen to this. They're, they're scratching their head like, what are they talking about? What is Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? So I have some knowledge of it, but since you've been in there longer than I have, break it down to the viewers and the ABC forum. What is what is this cryptocurrency that everybody's talking about?
2: Cryptocurrency seems like it's the new wave, but as you said, that Bitcoin is getting the the primary press, um, but mm-hmm. they're about 40 I think at the last count, I, 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 I did, I wrote an article for Girl the Heck Up um, mm-hmm. a few months ago, and at that time, I think that was um, sometime in May of this mm-hmm. year, and at that time, there were over 45 cryptocurrencies that were mm-hmm. actively being traded at the time, Bitcoin mm-hmm. actually being the number one trade piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this, I mean, obviously, the the technical... The, technical version of cryptocurrencies I am not an expert in. I'm an expert sure. in investing in regards to how the, uh, the blockchain and all of those technical uh, issues that are assigned to Bitcoin and the other yeah. cryptocurrencies, that I'm not fully aware of. What I, Here's sure. what I did. Here's, mm-hmm. here's what I did. Because someone like you, someone told me about cryptocurrencies a while ago. Maybe... 2011 and Aww. i had, you know because it was new i had never heard of it i had to mm-hmm. do my research right mm-hmm. and my research said well let's just see how well it's going to do let's keep tracking it
1: and mm-hmm, as things mm-hmm. went as
2: time went along i'm human and it kind of slipped off my mind slipped my slipped my mind for a moment and mm-hmm. a few years after, someone came to me again and said, you know what, you need to take a peek at this. And that, the cryptocurrency term wasn't even available at that point. They just mm-hmm. told me there's this new thing called Bitcoin, and you need to check it out. And at checking it out, I saw there was some fluctuations, but there was growth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I was still speculating. I talked to a lot of my uh, financial planner friends and Finance mm-hmm. guys, and they were, they were skeptical as well. And I, I must admit, I, I fell for the speculation, as many oh, of you them too? did.
1: Oh, oh, I fell man, for I it. In the, the I, 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 I did
2: fall for it. And then as Bitcoin began to have these 20% swings in oh. small moments of time, that's when I invested. So he, here's the thing, and I tell this to everyone. Is it is not important at this point when you get in because there's nothing we can do about the past. The yeah, idea of getting in It's getting in, and where this thing is going. I mean, again, with these twenty and forty percent swings in three it's to six go to 5,000. months, eventually it'll get there. So if you can get in at four thousand, and it gets to five thousand, you profit. You might yeah. not profit. The same as somebody that got in at twelve hundred, but you still profit, and that's yeah, the idea. Yes. Investing is a means, is a means to get to whatever desired end you want. Whether you invest mm-hmm. in the stock market, whether you invest in cryptocurrencies, whether you invest in a business, whether you invest um, in some kind of commodity, it's all mm-hmm. it, investing should always
1: be a means
2: to get to your desired end, whatever your desired
1: end is. That's good. That's good. That's good. And, and, and to just to piggyback off of desired end, that's a great segue into knowing more about uh, uh, IRAs and retirement plans. Because a lot of people don't know, well, and, and trust funds. A lot of people don't know, but you can start a trust fund now for your child at a young age if you're – it, it, it doesn't matter the income you're in. Um correct. And, 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 okay, I was about to say, and, and, if I, and if I'm wrong in any way, correct me, please. Um, and with IRAs, you know, depending on what what type of IRA you get, you can see some good returns 20, 30 years down the line, you know. Uh, and so just to – um basically, uh, and, and the viewers might ask, you didn't tell us about cryptocurrency, the definition. For the listeners, cryptocurrency, it's just digital currency that you can use. It's, it's a new form of currency, and it can equate to the U.S. dollar, depending on where you're at. Now, Correct. Um, Now, now, now from, your, from, from your end, since you involve investments and in helping people invest and, and, and planning – um, what can you tell us more about IRAs and mutual funds and trust funds and all that stuff for the listener that wants to get involved with that?
2: Here, here's what I say about that. Uh, IRA, middle-income people, middle-income people, right? Yes, if, you're yes. somewhere, if you're somewhere $150,000 or less a year, um, yes. and especially if you're working at a job that does not have um, – some kind of matching fund, you shouldn't mm-hmm. start a Roth IRA. I even, I even uh, train teenagers. I, t- I tell teenagers when they get there, you know, when they start working their little part-time job in high school, mm-hmm. I tell them, listen, take $25 a month. I know you probably can't afford a lot more. Take $25 a month and open, open up a Roth IRA and invest $25 a month in a Roth IRA. And mm-hmm. as you begin to your money begins to, excuse me, as your wages at work from work begin to grow or your earnings from business begin to grow, you need to begin to put money away for other things now. Because believe it or not, and I'll get back to your mutual fund piece in a second. Believe it or not, even your your IRA, you can take your regular IRA, traditional or Roth IRA, convert Mm. it into a self-directed IRA, and you Mm. can use that to invest as well. Um, wow. there, there are many ways to use your m- use your IRA funds tax free, right? Because yep. the self-directed IRA is still an IRA. You're just moving money from your traditional and or Roth. Now obviously in some cases, um, one size doesn't fit all. and in some cases, the transfer from the Roth to a um, self-directed IRA, may incur some transfer penalties. So gotcha. again, one size doesn't doesn't fit all. But mm-hmm. you can take your, your Roth IRA excuse me, you can't take your IRAs or monies that you have at another job that you worked mm-hmm. at before. Let's say mm-hmm. there was a retirement plan at that job, but you no longer are connected to service, you can mm-hmm. roll those things, roll those funds over into another investment vehicle if you like. Okay. Right? Um, in regards to mutual funds, mutual funds are good uh It's just to make the thing is with mutual funds, you want to make sure that you're not paying a lot of fees, and that the fees that you're paying are not more than what you're making in return that that's some mutual funds are loaded with fees um and the new law changes now they kind of stop financial planners from taking advantage of the customer. Well, that's good. Because before, and those, those are good, right? Now, obviously, you're always going to have some unscrupulous people in in every industry, right? But what would happen before, a financial planner, uh, let's just say Joe X, for, for lack of a better term, yeah. would yeah. meet Mary Jane, and Mary mm-hmm. Jane just comes and says, I want to invest. Joe X knows if I put Mary Jane in mutual funds, I'm going to make the highest commission. So mm. they would put Mary Jane in mutual funds. The mutual fund will be front-loaded with fees. Mary mm. Jane looks at her statements 10 years down the line or so and realizes, hey, I'm paying a heck of a lot of money in fees, but I'm not seeing that great of a return. Exactly. What do I do? In some cases, Mary Jane can't get out of the mutual fund without without incurring stiff penalties. So, Mm -hmm. but now the way the rules are for financial planners, um, they have to do a financial plan for an individual now. So it stops. So what happens now is the the financial planner has to take the best do something in the best interest of the client and not the best interest of themselves. So that kind okay. of protects them. In regards to okay. trust funds, um, trust funds are great. I think our community hasn't been um, made aware of what can be done for their, um, for themselves, and for the generations following them. And mm-hmm. I think because we've played a lot of, many of our, excuse me, much of our generation, much of our communities. Many of the people in our communities have been playing on catch-up for a very long time that they're not very even, they time. can't, right, they can't think generationally. They only think now. Yeah. They think yesterday and now where, and that's not an excuse or a cop-out, and those are things are getting better as people like yourself are doing things like this and then like what you did on on yesterday reaching out to young people and uh, mm-hmm. middle-aged people and young adults and older people to get them to understand that this investment game is not just for others, it's for us as well. It's for us, um, exactly. So that's, right, it's for everyone. Everyone can be a part of this investment game, and they should be, right? So I think that's starting to get better now. But until we are able to stop thinking now and yesterday, and start thinking generationally, what can we do now for tomorrow? What can I do now that will benefit me and my family two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now? Those things, things like trust funds, things like, um, excuse me, things like trust funds, things like uh, private equity deals, those kind of things will become more prevalent in our communities because we'll be thinking forward and not thinking present and thinking back.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. That's, mm. that's a lot right there. That's, that's a lot right there. To the listeners, you have to listen to this episode back, I will say three, three times because there's so much nuggets in here. It's not even funny. No, no, it's good. That's good. And basically, which leads to back in full circle, what i saying is everybody just want a fish. They don't want to learn how to fish. And that's a problem. We have to stop being so spoon-fed within our own community. We rely so much on outsiders to the point that when an insider comes in and wants to help us, we disregard them. True, to some degree, you're absolutely right. Yes, you're
2: you're absolutely right.
1: Because I started my 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 IT business, you know, uh, uh, fixing computers and laptops within my community to rival box and tables.
2: That does, yeah. Unfortunately, that does happen in um, off times, and um, and and I, and I think um, this helps a lot. And that and that's simply this: is that the idea is that the, the, when, when these things happen, it's easy for entrepreneurs to to feel as if they're being rejected, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's human to feel like you're being rejected as human, right? Of course but the idea is is that they may not be the person that's doing this may not understand that you're trying to help them. It yeah. may just be misunderstood that you're trying to help you at their sake if that makes mm-hmm. sense that's true right that's true that's and true. and that goes back to mentality right because the service that you offer as you said is also offered by others so if it's offered by others that means it must be important if there's more than one company in this particular uh, frame of business, there must be a need because all of these companies in that frame of business, they can't all be wrong. There has to be a need somewhere or a need that's Mm -hmm. quickly coming, right? Mm. So the people that you go to sometimes that reject the service you offer, sometimes they they don't understand that you're trying to help them. Sometimes they think, that you're trying to help yourself at their mm-hmm. expense, and that mm-hmm. comes because of that. That comes because of that. Uh, many times, of that entitlement mentality. That mm-hmm. I want to fish. I want to be given a fish. I don't want to be taught how to fish. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and not I, all the time. Not all the time, yeah. Not all the time. They, they could be a bunch of other reasons. One and the, and the number two reason could be, right, it could be that the clientele that you, that, that uh, entrepreneur is catering to may not actually be their ideal client. And that's a whole huh. other topic. Right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we could spend our time we could spend our time advertising to us to a segment of people yeah. that don't actually match our ideal customer. And that has nothing to do with gender. That has nothing to do with race. It has yeah. nothing to do with economics. It yeah. has more to do with the target than anything mm. else. Right? Mm. If you mm. know your service is, mm-hmm. um, and I am I'm want to say this gingerly, if you know your service is fishing, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't start building a business inland. You would put your business by the water. Oh, that's good. That's good. There's no there, there are no bodies of water inland where fish dwell. So why would I build my business inland if my business is fishing? I would build it as close to the water as possible.
1: That's, oh, wow. Or
2: my market market would be as close to the water as possible. That's, oh, Oh, that's
1: a mind blown. My mind blown. Wow.
2: So that's
1: that's what happens sometimes.
2: Businesses don't always, there's a classic saying that everything rises and falls on leadership, and I believe that. Okay, but sometimes what ends up happening is we are putting our fishing business in the middle of the jungle where there's no water, Ooh. and it actually should be better. Ooh. It would be better served if we take it out of the jungle and put it by the water. Ooh, right? That's Vice versa, cool right there. Wow. Vice wow. versa. If we if we have a lion hunting business, right? Our lion hunting business, our lion, if we were hunting lions, and we're doing that for for, for profit, if we're hunting lions, well, there's a good chance that lions don't dwell by water. They dwell in the jungle. So our business of hunting lions, that it might look nice by the water, the building might look nice, but we may be better served in the jungle where all the lions are. So it, it works both ways. It works both ways, and that's something wow. that entrepreneurs have to have to realize. And when I say building a business, I'm not saying the physical necessarily. To some degree, I'm talking about the physical location, but I'm also mm-hmm. talking about the location you target where your people mm-hmm. are. That's something we do yeah. a lot with entrepreneurs. We, we, we break down who the ideal client is because people always say, especially new entrepreneurs, I ask mm-hmm. who's your primary client? Everybody. Well no, everybody everybody's not going to buy your service. They're not going mm-hmm. to let's just be honest. Everybody's not going to buy your product. You have to have in mind who your ideal customer is, how much money they make, where they hang out, what mm-hmm. are their interests, who are their mm-hmm. friends. And that the more the better you define realistically define who that is, Mm -hmm. the less money you'll waste in marketing because you'll know where these people hang out, Mm -hmm. what they like, Mm -hmm. what is it that they do, what Mm -hmm. attracts them, and Mm -hmm. how they you'll know all those things so you can focus your marketing dollars there. Instead of, you know, putting out a Facebook request and saying, Hey, telling all your friends, hey, I got a new business and I want you guys to support it. Or you pay for advertising on social media, and your target is everybody in your state. Well, no, Mm -hmm. that's probably not the case unless your brand is is widely known. If your brand isn't widely known and you have a marketing budget, then one of Mm -hmm. and this is about investing too, right, because investors investors should be smart. If your marketing budget isn't that great, and you're one of these people that say, you know, I got a little money and I want to invest it. Then the you have to be succinct in regards to mm. where you use those marketing dollars and how you use them wisely. So gotcha. you develop to find
1: out who your target customer is. Gotcha. 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 That that that's that that's that's good for me. I, I'm taking that one and running away with it everybody else if you don't want to apply that, I'm taking it for myself, and I am running away with it, and I'm eating on that that's that's a good wow, I didn't even think about that that was that was some great analogies that was some great analog like I said before listeners if 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 you're listening, you need to play this back two three times 'cause this is so much this is so much information to take in under one timing like this is this is Food for the soul, and you could pass this around like soul food on Sunday morning. Like this is this is some good information, Brother Frederick. Oh man, I really appreciate it. this. This is good. This is good. Definitely appreciate it being on your station, sir. This is good. Yeah, this is good. All right, well we're we're we're, we're winding down. I know you got a lot, a lot of things to do. Last but not least, I know you are uh, an avid sportsman like myself. We had a. Uh, <laughs> little little uh, jousting in, in the NBA. During the NBA season, now we're in NFL season. So, uh, you had some wise decisions last year. Some of them came true. Some of them faulted. So, I'm just going <laughs> ask you. I'm just, 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 just ask you. Just <laughs> just ask uh, you. Just a shot in the dark. Who do you see taking the AFC in the NFC this year? AFC.
2: AFC. But I, I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm actually gonna put out a, 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 a projection soon. I haven't okay. done it. Okay. I haven't finished all my research yet. But okay, okay. I'm gonna say, since Mister Bell from the Steelers mm-hmm. did not get suspended this year for smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. and even though he's in a contract dispute with the Steelers, mm-hmm. but because they have Le'Veon Bell for the first four games this year, mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. is a good chance that the Pittsburgh Steelers could have the best record in foot- in the AFC and okay. get the home game against New England or the Raiders and get to the Super Bowl. So my shot in the dark right now is Pittsburgh out of the AFC. Okay. Number two would be the
1: Raiders out of the AFC. Okay. 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 That's good. That's good. That's good. Now, you know me. You know I'm a stone-cold New England guy through and through. So I'm going with New England, number one. Of course you are. Of course you are. And number two, <laughs> number two, number two, I ain't going for no New York teams. I can't stand New York teams. I don't care if I'm from New York. It's whatever. I'm going, number one, New England. Number two, I'm going to say the Raiders, too. Okay. That's fair. I'm going that to say that, too. That's fair. I'm going to say that, too. That's fair. Now, NFC. That's fair. NFC is a little different. Okay.
2: NFC, I think, is a crapshoot because mm-hmm. you have the Giants that look Never. good on paper. I'm not a Giant. I'm a Jet fan, actually, so I'm not a Giant fan. Okay. You have Dallas that I don't think is going to struggle. I think, Zeke's con- I think Ezekiel Elliott's. Suspension is going to get reduced to four games, and I don't I'll think say they're going to miss. I'll say I'll say five. Okay, even if it's five, five, I don't think they're going to miss them as much as mm-hmm. we think, because they have a great offensive line, and they got mm-hmm. they have True. two decent running backs behind Elliott. Yep. So mm. I look at Dallas, I look at the Giants, okay. I look mm-hmm. at you can't count out Atlanta. Um, And here's another team you can't count out, and that's Green Bay. Because Mr. Rogers oh, gets it done. He, he gets it he, done.
1: He is done. He is done. <laughs> he's done. So he, he's, that, that, That's the man. <laughs> so I, the out man. of the NFC,
2: if I had to pick one team to come out of the NFC, I would think it would be the Giants because out of all of those teams I just talked oh. about. They have oh. the best defense on paper, out of all oh. those teams, and oh. then number two would be for me Green Bay.
1: Uh, the 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 word Giants is a bad bad taste in my mouth, but <laughs> however Green Bay, okay, Green Bay is good. Green Bay is always a top contender since you Aaron Rodgers. Behind the man gunning, so yes, definitely. All right, so for me in the AFC, I'm gonna surprise you. I'm gonna say Carolina. Okay, wow. I'm gonna say Car. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to say Green Bay. Carolina and Green Bay. I think they're gonna have that match again, as they did last year. I'm
0: gonna say wow. Carolina
1: and Green Bay.
2: Carolina, Cam Newton coming off I think, a show. I, I think. I think. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. I think. I think Cam. If Cam pushes through and becomes more healthy, I think Cam is going to want a revenge because he got his behind embarrassed in the Super Bowl.
2: Secondary, terrible. Uh, that's possible. I, I don't see it, but that, that's possible. His defense is not as good. Kinkley, I don't know if he's going to be 100%. You know. mm, um, mm. Carolina, their offense should be better. McCaffrey should make things a lot easier for Cam Newton.
1: I'll switch it. I'll switch it. I'll put Green Bay on top, Carolina on the bottom. No Atlanta. You think Atlanta you
2: think, no you good. Think, huh? you, think, you, think, you think you think
1: you think Ryan you think Ryan wants payback?
2: I think the defense You think Ryan
1: wants that payback?
2: I think the defense wants payback. Because it wasn't Matt Ryan that in that lost the game. It was it was it was the offense in my opinion. It was the defense and the was, offensive play calling.
1: Offensive play calling, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Towards the okay. end of that game, third quarter, fourth quarter,
2: with the lead that Atlanta had, they should have ran the ball a lot more, in my opinion. They didn't. They should.
1: and you know what's crazy? So they, Seattle did the opposite. Instead of running it more, they threw it. And look what happened. Correct. Butler correct. with the interception.
2: Correct. So
1: And but you know what? We can't those... sleep on Seattle. We can't sleep on Seattle. Speaking of Seattle. We can't sleep on them. They you
2: got to see what Seattle's running game is going to do. Eddie Lacy is mm-hmm. that going to work in Seattle? We don't know. We haven't seen mm-hmm. him on the field true. yet. We true. don't know. True, 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 true. Right. True. true.
1: true. And we
2: don't know how the front seven for Seattle is going to respond either. That but those are too. my picks. I'll pretty. I'll okay. have a, some projections probably within a week or two.
1: Okay. Well, some we will we, 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 we be looking out for that. <laughs> We'll be looking out for that, sir. Uh, Our time is is wrapped up. Uh, Mr. Brother Frederick, it's an honor and a privilege yet again to be uh, speaking with you. Where can the viewers find you on social media, if you're willing to give that out? If not, totally understandable. But where can they find you on social media if they want to have more questions for you about investments and even try to reach out to you to come to your office?
2: Sure. On um, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Mr. Taos. MR is at MRTOWLES. And okay. everywhere else on social media, it's Frederick Taos. F R E D
1: E R I C K T O W L E S. Okay. Great, great, great. Well, right. thank you so much, Brother Frederick. It's been such an honor.
2: Uh, same here, sir. Looking forward. Looking forward to doing this again.
1: Oh, we will be doing this again. So thank you guys for listening. This is the Rise Above Podcast with me, Anthony, a.k.a. Poetic Genius, and Mr. Brother Frederick Tiles. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All
2: right. You too, sir. Thank you.
1: All right. Take care.